This is Kev Millar from the 2004 World Champion Boston Red Sox, and you're listening to Boston's Big Three Podcast, presented by Ride the Wave Media. What's up, everybody? Spike King here. Episode 41, Boston's Big Three, presented by Ride the Wave Media. Now, before we get into today's special guest from Patriots Nation, we got to show a little love to some of our sponsors. 10100. 10100 was created for real sports fans. It's the only online raffle website giving fans and experienced seekers the chance to win incredible tickets to live sporting events. Head over to 1in100.co. That's O-N-E-I-N, the number 100.co, and take your chance at premium tickets where new users get 50% off your first entry. Launch Trampoline Park. From bowling trampolines, laser tag, and virtual reality, Launch is an innovative leader in the family entertainment industry. Look up your nearest Launch Park to book your next birthday party or corporate event. V1 Vodka. V1 is a clean drinking vodka, pure and simple. It's the world's only vodka made from 100% non-GMO spelt, a prized ingredient for distil- distillation hierarchy. From farm to glass, this is a vodka that champions drink. And lastly, Pete's Pop. Located on 151 Benefit Street in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, Pete's Pop has the world's most unique chips, candy, and soda under one roof. Check out their Instagram, Pete's Pop, for the wide selection or to place an online order. It's a lot of different sponsors right there. It's a lot of love that we got to show out there, but I got to show a little bit more love right here. Um, our next guest, no, it's not Ty Law, but it's someone that has rubbed his elbows and has made himself become a Hall of Famer in Patriots Nation, 100%. You might be hanging his blazer in the rafters at some point down the line (laughs) in a couple of years. Uh, For those who don't know our next guest, he is somebody that I wouldn't even say he's up and coming because he's he's been there. He's been around in Patriots Nation, but me and him have talked going forward, and we both are doing our own little things, but we know that the future is bright for Patriots Nation. I want to introduce our next guest. He is one of the people that runs Nashville Pats Fan Club. That's Nash Pats Fan Club. Give him a little shout out there on Instagram as well. Give them a follow. He went out to the NFL draft last year and made a pick. Got to announce a pick that's very rare and messed it up. But we'll get into that a little bit later. We got Justin Zolat on the show today. Justin, tell him what's up. Hey, how we doing, you guys? Uh, appreciate Babs having me on this week. You know, I've been following you all throughout the weeks. I love what you guys are doing up there in Boston. Really, really kind of makes me feel at home. You know, now I'm in Tennessee, but, you know, I feel like I'm strutting around Causeway Street walking into the Celtics game with you week to week. So what's funny is that for those that are unaware, myself and GRD grew up in the Merrimack Valley, Aminga Valley area, and Justin was only a stone's throw away from us. We didn't even know that at the time. It's just when you get to start knowing each other, they're like, oh, no shit. I'm from like Andover, North Andover, Lawrence, and we're all in that vicinity up there. So it's kind of cool to have those homegrown ties. But Justin, I mean, you know, before we get into Nash Fan Club, how did you just venture off from going from Massachusetts down to Tennessee? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was one of those guys that, you know, always making decisions and kind of not following the leader type deal, just being the leader. Um, I just wanted to get out of Dodge, man. You know, everyone seems to just, you know, after college, they just moved down to Boston. And if they're really fair, feeling daring, they'll go to New York City. Mm. I said, screw it, man. Follow the music, you know, and just have a good time. I mean, I've been down here a couple times before, but none, none to the uh, extent of what it is now with seeing so many Boston people here. 
What uh, what year did you end up moving down there? Yeah, so I uh, I graduated college in uh, 2012. Went to Union, played baseball up there, um, upstate New York, and then I uh, moved in July. So I literally had about two and a half weeks to get out of the the uh, the off campus you know house and school, and then get down here. So that's crazy, but, and it's um, funny because Nashville is such a booming city over the last couple of years, I, and you've seen it, I'm sure, like yeah. living there. And it's, it's good that you've gotten your feet in there and you kind of get your ends everywhere because as more people are becoming transplants, it's like you have a foot in that city and it's amazing. And I'm glad that we're still keeping you entertained up here yeah. um, and you still have that little bot, like the coronavirus thing. Obviously, that's one of the biggest topics right now. Yeah, and yeah. Myself and GRD going to the game just on Sunday, making fun of it and getting in there with the masks and everything like that. It's just it's just fun that's times. Classic, man. Absolute classic. I saw that all over the all of the social media, man. Well done on that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. you. know, some people don't like it, but you know, you know, or some people doubt us. We're just having fun. Like we just like to laugh yeah. at ourselves, and that's you gotta, all. You gotta, you know. I mean, obviously, it's a serious issue, but man, like you know, to do pull something like that and yeah. just make light of it, you know, you gotta. Now, a lot of people know me as like the guy who's the Bud Latte drinking, loudmouth sob who just yells into his phone and wears eye black. But what's great is I do a lot of traveling the last couple of years, and you go to a lot of these road games. And when you go to these road games, all the Patriots Nation tries to band together for one party. And if you didn't know, Justin has a say until some of that stuff that happens. Now, there's other different, I think it's Barry that runs, the yep. uh, the tailgater the group, tailgate. Yep. which is for those unaware that Again, if you take the time, go on Facebook, look up Patriots Tailgate. If you're going to travel to a game, they might tell you, hey, this is where the landing spot's going to be Saturday night. That's where everyone gets together. I've showed it off on my IG last year a couple different times. But Justin and the Nash Pats fan club have taken it to a whole nother level. Two years ago, unfortunately, the Pages lost that game. But let's yeah, not talk about, talk about that. Though. We're going to talk about <laughs> the weekend itself because yeah. – Pats fans that obviously were from the younger generation, the older generation did say that was one of the best weekends they've ever had. And you had set that up pretty much you and your team around you. I want you to talk a little bit to those at home listening and watching that. How did Nash Pats fan club start? How did you get involved? Talk us about that Tennessee setup two years ago. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, so with the Nashville Pages fan club, we've been around since 2014. Um, we've now be- grown to be the largest fan club in the country, which is pretty insane considering that we've only been around for five complete seasons going on number six. Um, but having said that, kind of how it started, um, you know, I moved to Tennessee not knowing anybody. There was really no singular place where we could get together, watch any of the games you know, where we live locally, we're in Titans country. So um, I had the uh, fortunate pleasure of uh, meeting two of my buddies, real good friends now, uh, Matt Cody, who's out in Sacramento now, and uh, Hunter Dudzik, who lives in the Providence area. Um, and I'm the last amigo standing here in Nashville. But nonetheless, we uh, we came up with this idea that we needed to get find a place that would obviously be welcoming enough to uh, take our business and, and uh, give us the audio. You know, something so simple. But, you know, I feel like with anything, it's everything's, you know, big starts with a simple idea and running with it. Um, And so we did that for about a year, kind of bouncing around different spots. Finally came across Whiskey Rhythm, which was a brand new bar right down uh, in Midtown Nashville. Um, My uh, current roommate had a good friend who started the bar. So we had that personal connection and we just ran with it. We got the banners. You know, when you walk in, you had the Super Bowl banners. We had 
a DJ. So we're always playing live music. You know, we're always playing music during commercial breaks. And then what you experienced, Babs, and, and the folks that were uh, were in town in 2018, you know, at that point, um, we had shifted up the street to get a larger venue at uh, Frisky Frogs, which is now Live Oak, where we're at now. Um, but we were fortunate enough to have that spot, which could hold hundreds of people. So when you walk in on a Sunday, you know, this upcoming season, if any of you come down to Nashville, you can expect anywhere between three and 400, you know, whether they live here or they're visiting or they're just stopping through, you know, on their way to wherever. Um, but that weekend particularly, you know, we obviously knew since the previous April when that weekend was happening. Uh, it so happened to happen over Veterans Day weekend. Um, we're really big into the community and the fact that we live in the South, there's a huge appreciation for the military. Not to say that there's not appreciation up north, but especially in the south where we have a military base 40 minutes away. And so we're able to come together and plan this massive event on Saturday. Um, I had about 2,500 people. And the and the proceeds, or a good portion of the proceeds, went to Operation Song, which essentially allowed people to come back from, you know, active duty and pursue music um, to, you know, assimilate themselves back into society. But with that, we had live music, you know, all throughout the night. We had a VIP tent with an open bar. Um, <clears throat> we had Patriot raffle items. We had Fitzy getting up there. We had the Patriot tailgate, or Patriot cheerleaders. We had Stanley Morgan get up there. I mean, we had food trucks. I mean, it was it was off the chain, man. Like it was everything I have envisioned and taken to like the tenth level. Yeah, I'm gonna. I was actually upset because I was supposed to be invited on stage. Silver Bullet was gonna get me up there and Fitzy. Uh. And yeah. I had two, but I had two beers inside. They wouldn't let me outside, oh, so God. I was trying to chug them. And they're like, "Where were you? Like, we did this." Uh, but I just want to say too, to reiterate this uh, and that how crazy it was is that this man right here sitting here, Justin, is a young guy. Like, it's not like he's just like an experience in doing something like this. And to see your face on that Saturday just light up because yeah. everything, there's so much work that goes into that yeah. between ticket sales, making sure everything's set up, customer service, you know, uh, is everything going to be available for drinks, food, and um, keeping everybody in good spirits and a good mood. Yeah. But guess what? That wasn't just Saturday because it spilled over into oh Sunday gosh. across yeah. the street. And, and again, you know, taking a step back, totally giving all the credit to the team behind me, you know, with the officers, Jen and Mandy and Rob and, Christine, like absolutely giving them a shout out as well. And Brian, um, you know, they, I couldn't do it without them, certainly. But yeah, to, I mean, to move on with the party there, I mean, Nashville, if you haven't been down here, the bars don't close until about 3, 3.30 in the morning. So you can imagine people partying all night at, at Frisky Frogs, you know, getting their drink on, meeting Pats fans, talking about the game that's going to be happening tomorrow or even the game, you know, how the season's going to be turning up, um, which certainly it ended in a good way. Uh, <clears throat> but having said that, um, yeah, Sunday morning, we had a full-on tailgate with probably as many, if not m more, fans show up outside the stadium. So we had about 3,000 fans in a, in a hotel parking lot, which, I mean, the vendor that we had, we had used as catering and, and kind of security and all that, I mean, he hadn't seen anything like it. I mean, he was I, like, yeah. holy crap, like, you guys – it, it felt it like a it felt like a playoff atmosphere. Oh my God. With all the fans that were there, yeah, uh, for all the Patriots fans. And you just said the bars are open until three thirty in the morning. Yeah. That party started at seven a.m. So I remember people, it, people people had not slept, man. Yeah, like, I I just showed up like they looked like a bag of rags in the morning, you know, from the yeah. night before, still smelling like booze and cigarettes and everything else that they experienced hours before. 
I got back to my I got back to my uh, hotel at like three thirty or four in the morning because I knew I had to get up. Yeah, and I woke sure. up at like seven. And I was just like, I, I felt like shit, dude. And then yeah. I rolled out and I showed up late and everyone was already drinking, getting the yeah, vibe and everything. Oh, late. yeah. There, there wasn't a single cup that was uh, empty. That's yeah. for sure. You know, they, they were pouring. I remember uh, Big Phil from Canada. He was, he made the joke, you know, uh, months later when my dad and I were up in Foxborough. He's like, I swear to God, I had, I had a, you know, a splash of Coke with my whiskey. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> it was literally filled up to the brim. You guys know how to, that's all you guys drink down there in Tennessee. And, and, and even though like it, it yes, the game didn't go the right way. That's the thing. Yeah. That Cause think about not sleeping all night, partying the night before partying during the day and, and losses hurt, you know, uh, Justin, because let's just take this for an example with the thing that me and GRD just did. Right. Yeah. We had a great day. We're, we're vibing on Sunday. Everyone's laughing, taking pictures of us. The Celtics lose by a, one point in a heartbreaking loss. Yeah. And it's just like, I want to take this shit off. I want to go home. Yeah, yeah. It's the same way with that Tennessee weekend because you can't negate, like, the parties and the atmosphere. But, yeah. man, that loss made me, like, want to forget about it. It's like uh -huh. me spiking that terrible towel in Pittsburgh. That yeah. was awesome. It went out there. People make it fun of me. They lose the game. It's like, I never want to think about that weekend ever again. Yeah. But it's just it's amazing and now you end up using that vendor for the Cincinnati uh trip yeah, yeah. so correct? so you know what's really good about the southeast and, and the network that we have of course we have fan clubs all over the country but particularly in the southeast with Cincinnati being the most northern of that group is that we're really really close in the fact that we're sharing ideas we're networking vendors we're networking contacts whom we would need if a patriot alumni or you know, whatever type of fundraising effort we're doing. So a lot of credit going to like John Gray down in Atlanta, um, you know, Todd King in, in North Carolina, you know, Ches Chesick in, in, um, in Cincinnati, and of course, Hardcore Montana and Cujo down in uh, Memphis. So that's a good core group. And so uh, Ches had brought down the folks from, uh, you know, Southeast Ohio uh, and Cincinnati area. And they were, again, just totally blown away by the experience of, you know, tailgating, you know, before a game on the road, no less. Um, and so when it was their turn to step up to the plate and host Pats Nation, which you and I had an awesome time at, um, I had, you know, dropped them a line saying, hey, my guy down here in Nashville is willing and able to travel up a few hours up the road and and uh, throw down. So it was really cool to see that, you know, we could really utilize our own network to replicate or try to replicate, you know, up in Cincinnati what we had done in Nashville. I want to show for a visual of those actually that watch this podcast. I know most of ours are listeners, yeah. but I just pulled up. I pulled up my story from uh, <laughs> November of 2018. I just wanted to give people kind of a visual of <laughs> – what it looked like out there. And that's, and that's the Nashville game. Um, what I like about you and, and this is not a complaint to anybody else. Every, every, uh, away, away game, they have their club and they kind of do their thing. Uh, some of, I love following it, dude. If I could, and I really wanted to, like, let's say the Patriots play the jets on a road game, done that a couple. I like to actually the MetLife because we have okay. our own little thing coming up, but I'd rather come down to Nashville and just party with you guys on a game day because yeah. I just think the vibes are so electric and it's something yeah. I've really wanted to do in my lifetime. I'll get there eventually. Yeah. Uh, I got I got a lot more things going on this year yeah, that sure. will, no. will, will end up happening, which is gonna be yeah, which yeah. is gonna be interesting when that comes. Um, 
So that's something I really want to do. I will say this, and we both went through this together because we both went to the Houston game. Oh, yeah. Houston pre-party. God bless them down there. <laughs> Didn't have the Justin Zolat, Nash, uh, Pats fan club type of uh, vibes because it's the little things um, that go into that stuff. Uh, when you're paying money for something, you know, you want to make sure that you're taken care of. I swear to God, both Cincinnati and Tennessee, you paid money to, to get in. Like you said, every single cup was full at all times, yep. and everyone was fed, and there was still food. So yep. there's been times, no offense to Houston, I went there. There was barely any food left. Remember that we went there. There was nothing really left. There's not a lot of beers left. It's mm -hmm. it's. It's uh, even in Baltimore. I remember doing that one and it was under the freeway like and it was, too, yeah. and, and it was like, all right, everybody, we're cooking like 10 hot dogs for a hundred people. Like, Oh, these ones are done. Like, we'll get you next round. It's like, come on, like you pay 40 bucks for that. Yeah. You want to be taken care of. And those are the little things. And you have it done down packed. Yeah. And I hope that those that are listening out there, if any fan clubs are, or this ever gets out there, I hope that your hands can get more into the away games like that. They should be bringing yeah. you into those, into those areas. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, your team, listen, not and, you, but yeah, no, no, I get you. I get you. And I, I think, you know, the network that we have, not so much in the Southeast, but in general, you know, all the fan club leaders just sharing ideas when, when they know that their hometown or their home where they live now is like the go-to road game. That they need to know that what they're what they're what's coming towards them, yeah. um, and so what we had put on, you know, I mean, that was months in the making in terms of being able to find, you know, get the parking license and get you know get the VIP tents and get the entertainment. Like it is, and thankfully, you know, I had some people to help me out and try to visualize or at least put color to what I had to visualize. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's really you you get out of it what you put into it, and so to all the newer fan clubs, especially you know. Or those that like this upcoming season, Babs. I mean, I'm, I got I got Seattle circled, you know. Regardless yeah. of what time of the month it is, you know, or what time of the year, like that's going to be the go-to road game, in my opinion, you know. So, Chris Porter, if you're out there, man, you know, <laughs> you got it coming to you. It, it's just, it's just, uh, it's we'll be wrapping this up on this part, but it's just yeah. uh, amazing to see that, like you said, it takes time and years, and I'm hoping deep down inside, and we've talked about it off off record about how we feel that we could be the new guys that lead that new era in patronization. I really wish down at Gillette stadium, I love going to the tailgater 2000 oh, yeah. uh, because it's starting to build and towards that. And Leanne and Megan, I know that they're going to be kind of like the future that takes over over there. And I'm nice and respectful. You know, I don't want to impede on like, you know, the older generation or crowd. Yeah. People want a place to come hang out, party for a bit, drink, Things are taken care of. You know, when I go to games, I don't. I know everyone who does their own thing for tailgating. I'd rather go and be able, and I don't care if I have to pay. I'd rather go, food's, food's taken care of, beers are taken yeah. care of. And I really hope that in Gillette Stadium or outside Gillette Stadium that that eventually starts happening too. If those pregame parties start happening at Gillette, I wish oh, that yeah. I wish it does. And I want your name all over that too. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I haven't moved it, back, Babs. That's where it's yeah. going my but business it's, it's, it's amazing, and I'm sure that the uh, the – the uh, fans before us that have done this for many, many years, the torch is slowly going to be passed soon. We know that Patriots nation is taking a turn, not yeah. going to be for the worst. It's just going to be a new era coming in, in yeah. whether the next now or the next three years. But um, no, I, I, 
I can't wait to uh, see what you have up your sleeve, up your blazer sleeve there this upcoming yep. year. And just make sure you check out Nash Pats Fan Club and Justin Zolat, too, for anywhere he goes. Let's move on because yep. not only did in 2018 did you guys get to host that game and show, you know, not only did you show the fans, Patriots are watching that shit. They know what's going on. They're they're also helping out as yeah. well, too. Yeah. So you know so there's a little love. Pull right up in that Patriot Weekly. I mean – it was, yeah. it was badass, man. I was like, wow, okay. That's that's oh. why I say social media to anybody out there. Players are looking at everything. These teams are looking at everything. It's public things. So they're, they're going to keep an eye on what's going on. But I want to talk about the NFL draft. It was in 2019. <laughs> now you're coming off of, you know, already, you know, you're coming off of already hosting a major event for two days in Nashville. Yeah. That game didn't go the right way, but you know what went the right way? The Super Bowl went the right way, and I'm sure you guys did. had had parties down there, did your thing, and then you're coming off a Super Bowl championship, and guess who's the host city? Oh, Nashville gets to host the NFL draft, so now you're still going to have more influx of football fans in general. So, Justin got picked to go up on stage and make a third round, uh, make a third round pick, and we'll get more into that in a second. I want to play the clip of you going up on stage, and we're going to break this down. With the 101st pick in the 2009 NFL Draft. Is he from New England? six-time world champion and defending Super Bowl champion, the New England Patriots select. Oh, my gosh. Yandy Kajust, offensive tackle, West Virginia. Okay. <laughs> Is that his real accent? There we go. Is that your real accent? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you're 10 beers deep, probably 20 beers of a count, really. Uh, yeah, yeah, it comes out. It definitely comes out as you start drinking. <laughs> All right. So we could break this down in like 10 different ways. First yeah. of all, I got I to give you credit. You took your time. You went nice and slow. You know, you're really kind of like, all right, hey, this is who we are. We're the New England Patriots. Yeah, that accent came out a little bit more when you're, like you said, you're 10 beers deep. You got Rich Eisen laughing now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, there's been a couple questions. There's some questions later on, but I've I sure. seen a couple. And people are just wondering, how did you get to be able to make that pick? Walk, yeah. If you remember anything from that day. <laughs> but walk us through, you know, the yeah. entire NFL setup, the NFL yeah, draft. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I'll, I'll rewind the tape to about a month out um, from, from the draft. So let's, let's tune it to about a year, from, uh, a year ago from today. Um, I got an email from the Pats marketing department that said, um, hey, congrats, you know, on all your success, you know, with the club. We love what you're doing down there. Um, NFL draft, obviously, you know about it. Um, we want to come down. And um, what do you have in store? And I'm like, well, I wasn't anticipating you guys coming down. Like, that's that's unbelievable. Um, and so I kind of scrambled to go find a spot on uh, Lower Broadway. A buddy of mine was a GM at a bar with a rooftop down there. So that Wednesday, the night before, um, the first night one, if you will, which was Thursday. But on Wednesday, we had a uh, – the Patriots hosted a uh, sponsorship, a, a fundraiser, if you will, for their uh, charity fund. Um, and folks paid $10 to get into this party on this rooftop that I had secured. And um, the raffle was obviously some, you know, Gronk memorabilia, some Matthew Slater stuff, you know, some really cool stuff they were giving away. But the ultimate prizes, if you were, were the envelopes. No one knows what the hell are in these envelopes. So we get to, you know, Fitzy's there with, uh, with, with, um, Francis and the team there with um with NFL fan therapy and we're having a good time. And um 
we started picking these envelopes and, and inside the envelopes were wristbands for which the fans that were, you know, nice enough to come, either the ones that were local or ones that caught wind of this whole, you know, get together, had the opportunity to get in the, what we call the inner circle, which is, you know, if you, if for all of you have seen the setup, you know, lower Broadway was where everybody congregated. Um, it was all general admission, what have you. And then there was VIP. And then in front of the VIP was the inner circle. So these are people, you can't even buy these seats. Like you have to know someone in the organization or the organization has to gift it to you as a guest. So it was pretty cool. You, you, around me were super fans, left and right, like people that are on like programs for the respective teams when you go to visit on game days. It's really cool to meet these people. I mean, listen, I'm a guy who just wears a you know shirt and tie on you know on uh, on game day, but like some of these people go all out with a face paint and everything, and and just absolutely why. I think your buddy from Philly is one of them, um, but the guys down there, or at least would be one of those guys. But um, anyway, long story short, so I had I was fortunate enough to go in the inner circle for the all three nights, um, <clears throat> and the first night, obviously, Roger Goodell does all the um, the announcing of the picks, and then the second night is when it's mostly uh, player alumni or current players. And so if you guys remember, uh, it was uh, Dante Hightower, who's local to the area, as well as David Andrews. So they did our two picks. So we had three picks in the uh, second and third round that, that second day. So they did the first two, and then there was an open slot, right? And it was the last, and because we won the Super Bowl that year, it was the very last pick before Tim McGraw came on stage, which was the nightly entertainment, you know, for the public there. Well, I had been literally drinking for like five straight hours and it was an open bar and I'm ripping shots and I'm having a great friggin' time. And the lady with the headset comes up to me, NFL Network, right? And she's looking around our section and because there's only about 15 seats in our section, they sit us just like almost like you're at a political convention where each state sits together, like each team sits together. So I know pretty much everyone's name, you know, that's sitting right there. I said to her, I said, I said, who are you looking for? And she, she gave me a look and I'm like, thinking like, all right, am I, am I going to get kicked out here? She says, you're perfect. Come with me. And I'm like, oh my God, like, all right, I swear to God, I won't have another beer. Like, I mean, this is like amazing. Like, I don't know what's happening at this point. Like, you know, um, <laughs> she says, no, you're not getting kicked out. You're going to go give the next round or the next pick for the New England Patriots. And I'm like, holy, you're what? Like, you're kidding. Like, this is not real. And mind you, there's only about three, two picks in between the person who is currently on stage and when I'm expected to go up there. And, and so I get back there and of all the people that I see is Rodney Harrison, like obviously yours and my childhood hero, you know, you know, you're thinking, thinking about the interceptions. We're thinking about the, just the hype man for the, for the defense for our boys back in the thousands. And, um, he says, man, he, I, I, he says, man, you don't look so hot. I mean, you know, my eyes are literally in the back of my head at this point. He says, but I'll tell you what, he's like, you look damn good. And I wouldn't think of anyone to be more representative of, of the Foxborough faithful, you know, shit face out of their mind, looking good. You know, cold weather doesn't matter to them. They're there in the moment. They're loving life. And so um, and then so he starts talking to me. And then uh, and then uh, Josh Scobie, who is so random, I guess Jacksonville had picked right before us. I don't know, in a trade or something. And uh, he says, man, he says, I will give you 100 bucks right now if you trip and fall. You know, as you're walking out there, I said, Josh, this is my moment. You've had many of your moments making uh, last minute kicks. I'm going to have my moment right here. I'm going to I'm going to script it the way I want to script it. I'm going to look good. So they give me the card. I look at it and I'm like, Yodney, 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 Kajust. And I I literally I mean, it sounded perfect, you know, saying it on stage. But because I literally phonetically practiced it with 
with the woman and figuring out how the hell am I going to tell this person's name? And um, so, you know, almost like a basketball player about to be announced, take the court, like the security guys, like 10, nine, eight, I'm standing there, I'm jumping up and down. I'm like, <laughs> my neck, I'm like doing, you know, windmills with my arms, getting all ready to rock, get the blood flowing. And, sh- and he goes showtime and he, and he pushes me forward, pulls the black curtain. And I go forward and I'm like, Mind you, I was so hammered. I didn't like want it. I, this was like my moment and I didn't want to screw it up because I was so intoxicated. So I didn't even look up and I looked up very briefly and I'm like, oh, my effing God, there's 200,000 people staring at me in the face, not even counting the people that are watching at home in the bars at you know their homes, wherever the hell they are. Oh, my God. And I just said, you know, what? this is my moment. I'm going to own it. Didn't even look up. And I just said exactly how I felt from the heart, which is speak pause speak pause and just build up that hype and it was so perfect for the last pick and i net little did i know it blow up the way it did but it was for a fan who didn't even know that that was going to be happening i I don't think i could have scripted it any better i was going to say hearing that story and to be honest i think it's i know we've talked a little bit and you probably told me in pieces and i probably forgotten because i drink so much but lots all the time (laughs) hey that's not a bad thing (laughs) but Hearing that story, it's what's amazing about it is the fact that you, it's it's almost like good karma came your way for that. It's not like you were just handed an opportunity, but like because you did all this work or anything, it was literally the right place, right time. Yeah. And sometimes these things actually happen. I've lived through that myself too. Mm-hmm. Plenty of things that I've done. It's the right place, right time. You got to be there. But it actually it just makes the whole story and the journey just kind of wrap up together because it's not like the Pat's marketing team was like, oh yeah, we're going to bring you on. Don't worry about it. It's just like, you would just happen to be right there. I just happened to be there. I just happened to be wearing a jacket and granted, you know, all I had to do was read the damn card and so focused on getting his name right that I totally screwed up the year. (laughs) So everyone's asking me if I'm going to Vegas. When did did you, when did you notice that uh, you screwed up the – like, did you know, like, you did it right away or did no. you just get off stage? No, and I, I, something? I didn't even know it until I got back to, like, my seat and people were like, that was awesome. You totally screwed up the year. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. like, what? No, you're not. And then they're like, yeah, you did. Like, read the damn card. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. What was hilarious was waking up the next morning in um, Barstool with uh, Coley writing up that little uh, little speech. And the line that got me – literally almost in tears was uh, only this guy and Jim Rice had, or, uh, or had no idea what, what year it was or Jim Brown, excuse me. Only this and Jim Brown had no idea what year it was. <laughs> Here I am being compared to obviously the greatest, you know, running back to ever live and play the game because he's just senile and had no idea what year it was. Yeah. And I was just a drunk <laughs> asshole, you know, playing the part. But you had people laughing, and and no, and though it's like a minor screw up of getting the year yeah. wrong. It's not like a major yeah. deal. You got his name right at least. You yeah. got the name and I, right. And I didn't even. I didn't, I didn't even try he to. Looks say good. Like, I just Rodney. literally just went with it. Like yeah. you know, it's like getting your names. It's get like getting the lines wrong in a play or a movie. Just go with it. <laughs> exactly. Like Rodney Harrison even said, like you know, <laughs> like you 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 looked the part. You just did. You did your job there. Yeah. So what was the final day like? So that was day. There was that day two, day that three. Was day two. Yeah, day I was three, day three or four. Three I mean, day three, yeah. it's it's rounds four through seven. I mean, they're they're letting the fans get up there. You know, there's not a lot of hype around it. Yeah. A lot of guys are listen, I mean, think of you know, some of the greatest players that were drafted for us in, in these rounds. You know, these are players that you may know about if you really follow college football to a T. And other guys that you're just like, 
I don't know anything about. Let's give him a shot, fair shot, and see how it plays out. You know, we think about the likes of Brady. We think the likes of Edelman. I mean, list goes on and on of guys that have just got overlooked. And somehow our guys, you know, our coaching staff, you know, as talented as they are, especially Belichick, I mean, just just finding diamonds in the rough in, in this third day. But it was low-key. I mean, you know, it was middle of the day. It wasn't at night. And, uh, you know, but it, it was good for people coming into out of town to kind of check out Nashville that day. Yeah. That's, that's you're, and, you're pro- and you're coming off that high of just being yeah, out I'm there just, and, like, yeah. <laughs> you're enjoying the moment. Because even me, I saw that and I, post, I posted that shit right away because I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe he's up there. Like, holy shit. Uh, that's, uh, that's amazing, man. I, uh, again, congratulations on that, too, because that's, that's seriously like a once in a I, I, we all, I'm jealous. Like, I want to be up there. I want to be doing that. Spike King wants to be up there. Yeah. And, uh, but it's a once in a lifetime chance. And like you said, right place, right time. I actually, there was a kid on day three. I don't know what round he did, but I ended up meeting him at six string when I did like my tattoo this past year. And, yeah. uh, he came up to me and was like, Oh, I'm a big fan. He goes, Oh, I got to say a pick last year. And he showed me the video. It was pretty cool too. It's yeah. cool that they can get the fans involved like that. Yeah. Actually, I mean, that's honestly, that's what it's all about, man. You know, it's yeah, all fans. Understand. It's all about them experiencing, you know, the host city and, and just feel like they're a part of it. And, um, and I, and, you know, with Yadni could just, you know, it was unfortunate because the Pats came down here for preseason. And so the initial plan was, you know, I still got somewhere around here, but I, I have his actual draft card still in my room and yeah. uh, I'm hoping one day to actually give it back to him. And I mean, you know, it, you know, having that personal relationship with players, you know, supersedes any, you know, talent that they have on the field. Like they're, they're people too. Oh, 100%, man. It's kind of be, feel like, or, or not feel, just be a part of, you know, his experience and what he's been working towards for years on end. He didn't get the opportunity to play this year, but, you know. And, and yeah. I'm going to tell and I'm gonna tell you this, you know, you, you might see Spike King throw out these, like, crazy things and people don't believe me. And we came out about Marcus Cannon and he's supposed to be retiring. I'm telling you right now that he's probably, well, no, I'm not going to say probably. He's going to get cut. He's going to retire, and Kajust is going to end up moving up into that slot and, and take over for Cannon's yeah. slot. Because I've seen that. I've heard that being talked about. And uh, we're just, we've been sitting on that and waiting because it's like, oh, all right. But, anyways, you know, and uh, I'll make sure personally to make, try to get that shit to work out <laughs> together because that needs to be out there somehow. He needs to see that. that. Yeah. That's, uh, that's kind of the, the, the goal, at least this year. Yeah. So, it would be a road game with you and me whether it be Seattle or somewhere else, but you know, that's the goal that I need to get that to him at some point. Um, Vegas draft this year. You go into that at all? Have you been playing yeah, that? No, I know we I, talked I, about it. I, I'm know, not going, I'm actually but... going to be sitting this one out this year, unfortunately, <laughs> just with, uh, with scheduling and whatnot. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, I listen, I mean, it's, it's exciting. I mean, for, for the better and for worse, you know, I think, you know, the whole Brady ordeal, um, will certainly, you know, play a big, influence on on how it, they drafted out um, so let's like let's get let's get right into that the brady yeah. free agency man yeah like yeah. what and this is an open form of a brady free agency i you, mean you, listen you can take it forward yeah everyone's got entitled their opinions you know obviously i'm in i'm in the boat of i want him to stay but you know i can understand if he wants to you know start a new chapter you know uh that's such a political sure. answer listen that's I'll, such I'll, a cop-out answer yeah that's such a, i'm getting listen spike king <laughs> Spike King's been taking a heel turn as of late. People don't like the bearded babs lately because now a Mr. P- Power of Positivity, Mr. Patriot over here in New England, I've been going against it. I've been saying Brady's gone. I, I said it's actually beneficial to the team that he leaves. I know I'm voicing that. Do I want Brady to say? 100% I want him to say. Do I want to see him throw a pick six to end the season again? Absolutely no. not. And no. that's what's going to happen this year. 
if yeah. he stays with the team. I just think that's going to lock him up. I personally think let him walk, let him do his thing. Like Ty Law said, that guy don't owe shit to anybody in New England. He's played well, here for 20 he's years. He's got done. you to nine Super Bowls, won six of them. Let him go and do his thing. And Brady in the last five, six years has always been playing with that extra chip on his shoulder. He's always trying to take something and spin it to make sure that he plays better. There's no better way than going to a different team and trying to prove everybody wrong. Yeah. Don't give me a cop-out answer. All right. Is he staying or is he going? I th- I'm with Where's- you. I think he's going. I think Tom Brady's going, and I think his landing pad is right here in Nashville. That's <laughs> he's going to the Titans. I really do. And that yeah, was- it may be sounding like you know I'm taking a you know fruit off the same tree down here, but you know what? It's it's Music City. It's Hot City. You know, it's they got a good situation with you know young wide receivers with AJ Brown and Corey Davis. They got tight ends. I mean, they got a good offensive line. The Christ, they got they got and you know Derrick Henry in the backfield. I mean, what more do you need from the guy? You know, yeah, but the, yeah. the thing is here, and also, I mean, obviously you're going to value the friendship and, and with the Brable and, and, and all that. But here's the thing, you know, um, the, the dilemma between Tannehill, do you want Tannehill for Titans fans? Do you want Tannehill to stay? Because this is a quarterback that, you know, had to beat out Mariota as a backup. And not only that, take him to the AFC championship game. And quite frankly, they should have beaten the, the Chiefs if they, you know, if they had a defense that could hold, you know, the talented Patrick Mahomes and, and Tyreek Hill. You know, but I mean, it's really do they want to sell the tickets and have the big name with a friendship or do they want to stick with the guy that's kind of already proven themselves, you know, in the system that they have in place. So it should be interesting, but I would love to see him here in Nashville if he's going to go anywhere. It's not whole. And if you say that Brady's leaving or you think he's going to, we're not holding it against you in like Patriots Nation and saying like, oh, you're not a Pats fan if he doesn't no. say, because no. if anything, you know, there are more Brady fans than Patriots fans, and I actually am excited to see him leave to see who sticks around and stays as a Patriot fan. Yeah, Nashville, do 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 people really want Brady down there? Are they like, let's get Brady? Like, what's they're, their? They're, I mean, listen, Nashville is all about. It's kind of like the L.A. of the South. I mean, they want anything that's the the, the you know hot item off the shelf. If it's a storyline, they want it. You know, I mean, people are pumped. I mean, I myself almost as an investment in Brady. You know. Sign with the Titans. I'd probably call my buddy who's a you know ticket account exec. Say I want season tickets so that I can just flip it. I mean that would be the most sense, you know. But I mean people want it. I mean, you know they got they got a taste of success with the Predators when they went to the Stanley Cup against the Penguins yeah. a few years back. I mean the city goes absolutely. The, the, I was say, that was stuff. a hockey city. That and they and they and they, they believe hockey over there. Hockey yeah. The Titans have kind of taken a backseat to the Preds, you know, you know, and. um yeah, I mean, we've had big names in the hockey world, you know, P.K. Subban and Shea Weber and Pecorino and all such. But um, and don't sleep on the Bruins fans when when the Bruins come down to town. They do take over this place. It's pretty awesome. I it went is- a couple I went a couple years ago and that was before I was even doing the whole Spike King thing. And yeah. that was a crazy time for hockey. Oh, I would God. cheap flight, cheap stay. You, oh you can God. drink all over you. You go all over the atmosphere. I mean, yeah. I feel like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm at the bean pot, for God's sakes, when they score a goal and everyone's yelling, you suck. Like, you know. <laughs> take, now, take the bias away because yeah. I truly don't think he's going down to Nashville. And I only say that because I think the friendship thing does not really work out and will not equate to wins later on. If he does not – if he leaves – and he goes somewhere else that's not named Nashville, Tennessee, Tennessee Titans. Where do you think he goes? Where's the second choice? Oh, God, I hope I didn't lose you. <laughs> no, you're, you're good. All right, all right. Where, where's, oh, yeah. 
where where his his uh where's Brady's second choice if he doesn't go to Nashville, Tennessee? Um, you've seen everything. Now today has been the big Tampa Bay Bucks, and yeah. people don't and people don't credit the Spike King because I was just down at the combine and I talked to a couple people on the Bucks staff and they said that they're moving on from Jameis. They're gonna go all in on Brady. They're gonna try for him. They're gonna try for Philip Rivers. They're not gonna franchise tag Jameis because they don't want to tie themselves up because it's a bad right. window for them. They have the pieces in Tampa. The Bruce Arians is a good coach. You're right. I think it's a you're small market, right. too small of a market for Tom. Like I think he, I think he'd pass up on that. But honestly, I mean, I, I do like that. I do like the, the thought process behind Tampa. If it won't be the t- obviously me being the kind of homer that I am of being in Nashville, um, I, I'm big on the Vegas. Yeah, I'm big on the Vegas. Yeah. It's almost, yeah. but if he's going to go to Vegas, Babs, I think it's strictly for the money. And, and simply, they're going to back up the Brinks truck. They got a new stadium. They got a new branding, new logo. Yeah, everything is is brand new. And so, you know, I it's, think Mark it, Davis it, is going to give him the money that he wants and probably should have gone in all the years that he took pay cuts for us to be successful. And it's not even money. It's like business, branding, TB12. Yeah. He goes out there, and I'm telling you right now, his contract will be two years, $70 million Because if it's already two years at uh, 60 they're going to give him an extra $5 million a year. Yeah. And with Vegas, it's not even that. It's the second he's on that team, $1 million in jersey sales. How much of a percentage is he getting from that merchandise yeah. sales? Yeah. TB12 business now going in the casinos out there. Like, he can start expanding out west. Well, Brady can't, you know, bring his kids and his wife out to Vegas. You know, L.A. is only four hours away driving. And yeah. with his money, private planes – he can get there in half an hour, 45 minutes if he wants to yep. with, a private, with a private jet. And people don't think about that. That guy can get on a private jet and go for a couple nights in Vegas, does his practices and whatnot, and the family will still see each other. So yep. I, I think it makes the most sense. And I think the NFL is going to want to push it that way, and they're going to want them. Because just like the Rams, and my conspiracy is the reason why the Rams were in the Super Bowl is that they wanted to build up that, build up that L.A. market. They need yeah. that team to be successful to get the fans. The same with Vegas. They're going to have the Raiders fans no matter what. They're going to fall. They're going to have the tourists that come in for Vegas. It's a great attraction for a away team, but they need to build up that Vegas area to go mm-hmm. into games, and nothing is better than yeah. having I mean, it, listen, if, if, it goes to, if he goes to L.A., whether it be with the Chargers or Vegas, I think he hit it spot on. It would be a simple business decision of his branding. Not his yes. branding as the quarterback, but his branding post you know, what else does he have left to prove in New England? No one's going to remember him as a Vegas Raider five years from now when he's retired from the league. They remember him as a New England Patriot, even if he wins a Super Bowl with the Vegas Raiders. They're going to remember him for a New England Patriot. They're still going to build him a statue. He's still retiring as a Patriot. He's going to be in the Pats Hall of Fame. What does he have left to prove? He has six right. Super Bowl rings. He has the same amount as the most other franchise, which is the Steelers. Like, it's just he has done Everything that's untouchable for a quarterback for 20 years. It's great that he can just kind of go out somewhere else, try it out. He's banking on his business, and I think that's a business decision. Let's move forward because if he does leave, yeah, who's your starting quarterback for the New England Patriots going into the 2020 season? Man, wow, the hot seat right now. <laughs> I gotta put. You, I don't spend enough time with you, and I need to know all your opinions. I had to get me on the hot seat here. All right, I this this is seriously my take here. I don't think they go with Jarrett Stidham. I think they continue to develop Jared Stan. I don't think that he's not the future. I just don't think he's the future right now. And I think a lot of Pats fans will agree with me on that. Um, I think at this point in time, um, two, two, what, two options that I, that I truly believe. One, Andy Dalton. 
I think Andy Dalton is definitely talented. I think he's just played with a really shitty organization where he was just not – not that he wasn't getting the weapons around him because he certainly with – with um, you know AJ Green and and Giovanni Bernard and like all and all these you know really talented players, they just didn't have the coaching. I mean Marvin Lewis should have gotten fired ten years prior to than he actually did. And a Cincinnati Bengal fan will be the first person to tell you that. So Andy Dalton, don't sleep on that. The other one is Jameis Winston. That's a hot take, but I think that I'm I, all in on that. I think, I'm all I, in on that. I think as we're going towards a you know a league where they're mobile and you know they can you know make the extra play you know you know extend plays and such. Listen, I know he's got a bad rap. He, you know he you know he, he he's done some dumb shit. You know whether it be stealing crab legs from Publix or grabbing people where they shouldn't. You know, but at the end of the day, listen, he's a talented quarterback. Again, he just. Man, he just can't seem to put it together. Maybe it's just the system. So, but if there's any coach that can turn a a player into what had been historically a bad situation, it's Belichick. And you look at Randy Moss, you look at Corey Dillon as A and B. I know, and and I want to talk about the Jameis Winston thing again. You know, I, I I put it on IG. People call me stupid. They don't want to listen to me. Jameis Winston is going to be a free agent. At 26 years old, he just got paid 20 million this past year. This guy comes to New England, just goes in, and, and, and what's funny is people are going to throw money at Brady, all these other teams. QBs are going to go to New England and take the pay cut for a couple yeah. years because they know that playing there for two years and then leaving, they're going to get paid somewhere else. Yeah. That's what a lot, and that's what New England's been doing for the last 25 years, like under Belichick. You get these guys in for cheap. You get the value out of them, then see you later, smell you later, go get paid somewhere else, Danny Amendola. Yep. So when you have Jameis Winston come in and say, hey, I'll come for two years at $20 million, give me $10 million a season, that's fine with me because guess what? Pat Mahomes resets the market. If Jameis can sniff the AFC, AFC title game at minimum, he's getting paid somewhere else. Someone's going to give him money at 28 years old when he hops back on free agency. Josh McDaniels, he has more say, I think, for the draft this year for a quarterback sure. because he needs to get his, he's taken over like eventually. Yeah, um, I think that's a no brainer when he, when he left the Colts at the altar, I think it was yeah, right on the uh, wall. hundred percent. Just going to wait it out. Just wait yeah. the five years out. Let, let Belichick like, you know, start learning a little bit more, maybe, maybe do a little bit more play calling and a little more decisions. Let Belichick get his wins. Once Belichick passes Don Shula, He's he's done. Like that's yeah. it. I mean, that's he's got a, he's got a, he's, he he hates Don Shula, and I think that's the reason why he wants to stay around for that. Yeah. So and that could take five years. That could take th- four to five years. So they draft a quarterback this year. You have Stidham. They're competing. You bring in a bridge quarterback that's competing as well. You never know. Stidham could uh, dude Belichick be like, we're going with Stidham like that, and that could happen. Yeah. But that bridge quarterback for the two years, a Dalton, a Jameis, a Mariota, somebody like that that comes in here. And that's what the Patriots will have. But guess what? If Jameis Winston's on the team to start the season, what's their record? Are they AFC East champions? And are they going deep in the playoffs? Man, um, I say no. I really do. I say no. I think I I think Damn, you're like the most realistic. Like, like it's crazy to you're wearing the blazer, you got the bow tie on right now. All <laughs> Patriots decked out, all Pats decked out. And you're just you're just like Brady's leaving. They're not they're not gonna go far. Like it's, Babs, I don't know. If you were on if you're on social media the way I am right now, they would have your head on a pike right now. They'd be like, I can't believe you're turning against us. 
But yeah, yeah being real. Go go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, no, I'm just listen. I, I if I were to say we're going 14 and two, like I, I I'd be crazy. I'd be crazy. Like I mean, a lot a lot of our struggles were who the hell was going to get open? You know, you got Nikhil Harry, who's obviously got the height and he's got the talent, but he he wasn't able to get separation. And you know, and yeah, I mean, we just had offensive struggles, and I haven't seen any moves being made in the offseason to address this. And that's why Brady is being so fed up with the situation. Now, having said that, really impressed with how the Buffalo Bills have been playing. You know, obviously, they, you know, even in the state that we were in, you know, towards the latter half of the season, I mean, they were right there with us, you know, and had we not pulled out that W, you know, around Christmas time in Foxborough, you know, we could have been playing wildcard weekend, or excuse me, we could have been, you know, playing against Houston in that uh, 6-3 game. Um, but having said that, yeah, I think Buffalo is certainly up there. I mean, I'm not giving Miami right now, you know, but give them a couple more Future. years. I mean, oh, they yeah. are, they are stacking it right now, and they're ball and they're all in on Flores. I mean, I love what Flores is doing right there, but you know, I'm, I, yeah, I'm 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 just uh, quickly I'm I'm in on him on two because yeah, it, it, we don't even have to talk about the Jets because the Jets are gonna be the Jets. No, no. I mean, they're 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 gonna be the Jets. No, I like I like uh I like um. I like I like him I like him Sam I can't even think right now I like him out there I like what they're doing out there but they're not going to the Jets Buffalo Bills two out of the last three years in the playoffs they haven't done something like that for God knows how long yeah. Sean Jim McDermott is, is yeah. Sean McDermott is the real deal for a coach yeah. they did it right way but they're slowly getting better and that city and that town is feeling it you can feel it up in Buffalo <laughs> when going to that away game if you're a Pats fan. You circle Buffalo, just oh, go to yeah. that game next year. Because like I'm telling you right now, the best I'm, ones I've been to. I'm telling you right now, the Buffalo Bills will get a win against New England at home next year. I'm already going to chalk that in. Doesn't matter if Brady stays or goes or whatever. And you make a, such a great point about Miami. 14 picks this upcoming draft yeah. with like $85 million in the bank. They're going to start building their team. I think they get. I think they tank for Trevor Lawrence, but they start building that team around for him. Or and they're, they're drafting Tua. I mean, they're yeah, they could do that Tua too. Out of Bama. I mean, you know, there's even talk of them taking um, what's his name, uh, Justin Herbert out of Oregon. I mean, they're and in he, the market for a quarterback. I mean, you know, he looks really good at the uh, combine. Justin he Herbert. did. Yeah. He did. The only thing with uh, Herbert, and listen, I'm an Oregon fan when it comes to like Saturdays, you know. But having said that, I mean, he, I guess he just has. I mean, take away the Rose Bowl against Wisconsin, he didn't show the toughness that I feel like a perennial quarterback coming out of the draft will display when they come in. Like, there's a game against Arizona State where he threw three picks and really didn't recover on that. And so when you think about, as you're drafting a quarterback, how mentally tough are they in situations where we literally just took Brady for granted, where ice in his veins, taking him down against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the AFC Championship game. Like, I mean, think about the games against the Colts historically. I mean... You need to have that X factor in a quarterback, especially as your leader. And uh, we've just been so fortunate to kind of take that for granted. Uh, let's go back real quick. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know what their schedule is. What's the record? What's the final? If, yeah, uh, think, if Brady's I, not back. Yeah, I think the Pats uh, have eleven wins in them next year, um, assuming that they stick with this uh, sixteen, you know, seventeen-week schedule. I think that they go uh, eleven and five. Um, I think that the Bills go twelve and four. I think we grab a wild card. Uh, the first wild card, um, and then we'll, we're playing on the road. But you know what? Our toughness and our experience will get us to the divisional round. I don't know who that will be against me, but I, I do believe we'll get one playoff win next year. Hopefully more. 
But I, I just think there's so much in the air right now. And, it, and again, Babs, I know we're just, you know, shooting it in the wind right now. It's only March. But, you know, a lot can happen between now and the draft, you know, yeah. where, where we're somehow now throwing picks out to get people like Hunter Henry or A.J. Green or, or people that we weren't, aren't even speculating right now. I mean, you think about how the Pats operate. Like, Belichick has, like, he's 10 steps ahead of everybody else. And while everyone, including ourselves, is worrying about something over here, He's over here to the left doing something that no yeah. one expected. And and the credit, this is in Bill we trust. Like I've said, if Belichick can work his magic and pull this off, and just think about this. You're the New England Patriots about to lose your quarterback for the last 20 years yeah. that has done everything for you. You have probably $30 million in your cap space. That guy leaves, you're eating $13.5 million this upcoming year. You're eating that on the on the salary cap. Yeah. You have a first-round pick at number 23. You don't pick again until the third round, and your comp picks are the end of the third round yeah. into the fourth. You pretty much have a slew of fourth-round picks. You think you could take all those fourth-round picks and trade up? No one's going to do that. I, I don't see another team doing that. Then you have no money whatsoever to get players in here. And we've kind of thrown this out there of, Stefan Gilmore, he's scheduled to make 18 and $19 million the next two years. Belichick got all the value out of him in those first two. He ended up going to a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl, or the first three. Went, went to the uh, AFC, uh, lost in the Super Bowl. He ended up winning a Super Bowl, and then last year won Defensive Player of the Year. In those three years, he That's got everything out of him. Got a lot out of him. Hey, the game, hey, game-clinching game uh, you know, interception. He did everything you asked. Guess what? He's about to make money the next two years. Well, he just won defensive play of the year. Let's ship him away, get something out of him, get that money back, and then spend it elsewhere. They think I think they're ready to move J.C. Jackson up to the one slot. I mean, they did it with Malcolm Butler for a couple of years and let him slide yeah. up, and they got away with it. And, yeah. they, and, and I don't think Butler was that great. Like, they just got away with it because that's how the defense is. You look at the defense last year, that defense was stacked. They couldn't even – when times were tough, they couldn't really handle it, and, and it showed. I think they were pissed off at the offense, and the offense – what are you going to do with the O-line? You're, you, 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 you have Isaiah Wynn, who's only played half a season in the last two he's years. Been, he's been solid during the times that he's there. He's been, but is he going to get hurt again to start yeah. the season? Uh, you have Joe Tooney's leaving, so you, yeah. have no, you have no left guard. I'm telling everybody right now, if you are listening to this, because I won't post this on Instagram, David Andrews has not been cleared yet. And I don't know if David Andrews is coming back next year. And that's another thing that Brady's probably looking at and saying, he's, he's built that little connection with Andrews and is saying, I don't even know what my starting center is because guess what? Ted Karras is a free agent. Now you have to pay Ted Karras to stay there. And uh, Fernandez, who's the other backup, is a free agent. You have no starting center right now. So who the hell is hiking the ball off to the, to the QB? And I'm telling you right now, David Andrews, I don't want to get too much into it. I don't think he comes back. Then you go over to the right guard. Shaq Mason had an off year. He had an off year, but he's paid. He's going to be there. He's the vet on that line. Then you have Marcus Cannon. He's out of there. We know that's going to happen. Kajus is going to come up there, and then no scar. So those five guys right there got to protect the quarterback. If you have a terrible O-line, no matter who you throw in there, they're going to get sacked a bunch of times, get hit a bunch of times. That's what Jameis Winston throw him 30 picks. I know Jameis Winston yeah. just was blind out there. But, picks, yeah. <laughs> but, but you need to get these guys protected. So once you build that protection, what about your receivers? Like you just said, now you're relying on everything on Edelman. Nikhil Harry has shown a couple things. You're going to lose Philip Dorsett most likely. Uh, you lost Josh Gordon last year. 
Like, you're losing key defensive players. If Brady leaves, the McCordys are gone. Like, Devin's probably gone. He's probably, ah, screw this. I'm sta- I'm getting away. They might pay Slater to stay just because they need a vet role in there. A lot of, like you said, a lot of things can happen over the next month no, and right. a half. Hey, and it's, a it's, it's, it's dependent on Brady. I know. Like, that's their Although, guy. He's a, he is the biggest domino because it affects everybody kind of staying and going. But I'm saying it as... There are so many things with this team that needs to get fixed in this offseason, and they don't have the resources right now to do that. And I look at next season as just go through the motions. They're not, and they're not going to be a Super Bowl contender next year. By no means they will no, be. No. But it's not like they're just going to roll over to somebody and say, oh, we're done. We're tanking. If you want the Patriots to tank, you're an idiot. No. Belichick's not going to do that. They're going to still play competitive. Maybe they get a little fired. That's what happens sometimes in sports. And you, and you end up going um, going forward. And you make the Super Bowl, maybe even win it. So okay. Same that was the Titans mantra. Yeah. I mean, they came on hot late in the season. And then, you know, obviously the upset in Baltimore was huge. You know, and they almost took it to the house. And they almost played in Miami. Like. Yeah. It's 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 uh I will say this if Brady walks Edelman becomes the face of the New England Patriots. Agreed. And I was I was Agreed. telling the JE11 brand because I have d- done a little stuff with them. Sure. I said that's that's your time to shine. Like that is your time to take over and do everything. So um yep. do you do you have I'm gonna go to questions real quick because yeah, I know yeah. we're gonna wrap this up. I think yeah. I had this right here. This is from Jake McMahon. Other than the obvious in TB12, who is your X Factor player that the Pats need to pick up or resign? This upcoming season, that is, that is a that's a. Now there's been talks like Jamie Collins has been like agent needed. You know Van Noy has been linked to see you later. Um, see, I, I, I'm, going with, I'm going with the Van Noy aspect. I think Van Noy certainly you know played a huge influence on the defense and you know especially with the pass rush. Um, you think about I mean the play that he made against Jared or made against Jared Goff in the Super Bowl. I mean. He, he just has that X factor that I don't think he was displaying when he was with Detroit. And then when he was just under the right coaching and, and defensive scheme, he really stepped it up. And obviously he wants his money as well, you know, but it, I, I think if to answer Jake's question, I think that's definitely Kyle Van Noy. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of spin this a different way because Nick Burr, B-U-R-G-O-Y-N-E. If I ever got to go on stage and say someone's ran me, I'm just going to spell out the letters. Uh, <laughs> He goes, uh, will the Pats bring back Van Noy and Collins? So I'm going to actually spin that one and say, you got to pick one. Who would you rather have, Van Noy or Jamie Collins, back next year? I'm going to bring Van Noy back. Yeah. Um, for the, mere fact, the fact that he's been consistent, the fact that he didn't have that uh, previous hiccup where he was acting out against Belichick, got sent to Cleveland, then comes back and with a, the right mind. Um, I just think that Cal Van Noy certainly just holds that kind of presence on the field where we will never question his work ethic, nor would we question his – you know, his antics on the field. Nolan Cyrus Q said, what do you think the Pats need most in the first round? You have that 23rd overall pick. What are you taking with that pick? Um, I think we're going to take a defensive end. I really like, um, I, I really like the guy, uh, who was it? Uh, I made a note on this here, Babs. Oh. Uh, AJ Espinosa from Iowa. Yep. Um, the fact that he's going to be able to uh, replace Trey Flowers um, on that on that line and be able to just be a presence there. I, he comes with good numbers and the fact that, you know, he comes highly recognized. I think that that would be good to kind of start there and get that pass rush. that pass. And uh, lastly, Jay, the Pats fan, 
Oh, ask, ju ask Justin when the fuck he's coming to Tampa. Justin, when are you going to Tampa? Damn. Wow. Shit. I should have gone to Tampa had we actually, you know, gotten that far and gone down to Miami. That was my plan. But, Jay, I'll get... see you soon, brother. I will see you soon. I got to get Jay on here because I've been following him, too. And uh, about Jay, too, is that he's been doing the Gronk, like, uh, what's it What's it called? The stadium blitzes. Yeah, and he's been the guy wearing the pages. That he's been repping Pats Nation and Gronk, and Gronk and all of them know about that, too. So it's, yeah, it's he's awesome what he's doing and what he's building. We, you, me, and him had some fun in uh, Baltimore this past year. So he's yeah. definitely due to get on there. And, uh, yeah, Jay, I'll, I'll see you soon, man, for sure. Hopefully it's not Brady, you know, under center down there in Tampa. I'd rather go for <laughs> You know, you uh, both have a chance to have Brady out in the uh, know, man. Well, in Nashville. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we must be living in good spots if that be the case. Yeah. He, I think Brady just wants to follow in one of your footsteps. He wants to know like somebody like that. But yeah, well, he, knows, he knows that I'm going to throw him a good party on the way down here. <laughs> Justin, I thank you so much for coming on yeah, today. Definitely. I really do appreciate it. Um, Justin Zolat, you make sure you follow him at Justin, I think, underscore Zolat 22. You find him there. Follow Nash Pat Fan Club, one of the best fan clubs out there. Any last words out there that you want to talk? To yeah, I just, Babs, again, I just want to thank you for the time tonight. You know, this is awesome. I love what you guys are doing. Um, you know, stay tuned on the Brady front here. You know, if he comes to Nashville, then certainly we're going to have to regroup and uh, chat more about it, see what the vibe is down here. But, uh, but yeah, no, Nashville, you know, again, on a more serious note, keep us in your prayers because we had a tough week with uh, – Nashville tornadoes and it really caused a lot of devastation in the community and you know our fan club certainly stepped up to help the community and you know create awareness and uh yeah it's nothing I know growing up in the northeast man we've never seen anything like that but it's 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 exactly what it is in the Wizard of Oz man it is no joke so. yeah I, I actually when you were saying that a little bit earlier um about how the community comes together and I was thinking about the tornadoes in the back of my mind we didn't get to that at that point but uh, it, how's it been in terms of everyone just kind of yeah, coming no, together? Yeah, it's awesome, and... man. It's, uh, I'll tell you, as it was crazy. I mean, it was last Monday. It was the middle of the night, which makes it even more dangerous. Everyone's sleeping and not really totally cognizant of the sirens and what have you. And a lot of us, because we're transplants, we've never gone through this, you know. But uh, it's been super awesome, the, you know, since last Monday when it happened. You know, every night has been, you know, a, a benefit concert where big-name country artists are stepping up free of charge, you know, in terms of performance, it's all fundraised proceeds. And then, you know, I mean, this past weekend, you know, we spent hours, you know, out, you know, taking, getting the chainsaws and getting the gloves dirty and just doing some cool volunteer stuff. And it's just, it's really cool to see the county community come together and especially with the, with the club. I mean, people yeah. are donating their time and getting together and going to Costco and getting supplies out for, uh, for the people that, uh, we're directly affected. And, and and not only that, it's it's not getting a lot of uh, attention, let's say, in the media because of coronavirus that's going yeah. on right now. And that's exactly. everybody yeah. wants to talk about that. And it's yeah. great that to see that the, at least the community's like, all right, we're going to fucking get together. And we're going to actually do this. Yeah. And, no, it's and awesome. And the Preds and the Titans, I mean, the Preds and the Titans have been awesome. And um, I can't say more about, about the community. I, you know, I mean, we've, I've been here for seven years and it's kind of been a journey, you know, being here and seeing the city grow, but it's even cooler to see them that when you get knocked down, how we rebuild is as awesome as we are. And that's just as Americans, you think about other cities that have gone through tragedy, you know, we, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what Jersey you wear on Sundays. Like, you know, we're all yeah. here to each other. Yeah. When like your back's kind of against the wall, like, and everyone's in that same boat, you all just kind of group up together and you just got to do your thing to fix it. And then 
you guys go back to bickering and calling yourselves losers yeah, and go exactly, fuck yourself man. and all that afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, but Justin, again, I thank you so much, man. Yeah, my this pleasure, man. Episode 41, Boston's Big Three, presented by Ride the Wave Media. We thank you, Justin, for coming on. Appreciate my pleasure, you. man. Have a good night. Ride the wave.